Welcome to another podcast. Um, I hope you've been enjoying some of these podcasts I've been doing over the past few months. And what these are, at least what I've started the podcast out to be, are articles that I've written in various music magazines for years. And once the issue where each column has been printed passes, they lie dormant and no one gets to read them or hear about them. So I figured I'd kind of dust them off and read them out to people who weren't able to pick up the certain issue they ran in originally. So this column or this podcast um, is going to be um, an article I wrote for Close Up Magazine in the, I believe, April 2010 issue. And Close Up Magazine is Sweden's premier metal magazine, and it's an honor to write for them. Now, I would I would disclose the title of the article, but when, if I was to do that, then it would just kind of there's a little secret at the top of the article that that you know I kind of reveal about three paragraphs in. So I don't want to I don't want to spoil that for anybody. And so I'll just start with the column. When you love a band, you want to tell the world. You'll pass along your own copy of their album just to spread the good news. You'll proudly wear their shirt for all to see in hopes of snaring a few more converts to the cause, or at least to prompt a conversation in order to trumpet their greatness. If you happen to lose friends because of it, so be it. Nothing can break the loyalty you have for your favorite band unless the name of your favorite band sucks balls. That happened to me. And before I disclose said band, let me state that there was a time where I absolutely loved this band. Loved this band. I thought they were the bee's knees and the cat's meow. I still do, really. Their first record, albeit roughly produced, slayed very hard, and with recent remastering it, it captures the flag. Their second album is in my top 20 of all time. Their more recent albums are on par, if not above, bands half their age. With stellar guitar playing second to none, their songs are progressive and riff heavy while maintaining a memorable groove. They've written songs that get rediscovered with each successive generation of music fans. It's just that they embarrassingly call themselves Megadeth. Megadeth have always been a conundrum to me. While possessing one of the greatest metal guitarists of all time in Dave Mustaine and a strong lineage of guitarists like Chris Poland and Marty Friedman, some of the hookiest, most complicated songs in any band repertoire, the guy wrote Four Horsemen, Wake Up Dead, Holy Wars, and even Leopard Messiah, their name is about as juvenile as going on stage wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costumes. I have never worn a Megadeth t-shirt in my life. I have never sported a Megadeth pin or any other merchandise item because, quite frankly, I'm embarrassed to wear that word on my chest. I couldn't honestly defend Megadeth amidst a barrage of insults that they were not for the dim-witted. How do you say to your friends who like Joy Division, The Birthday Party, and New Order, all great bands with great names, by the way, that you liked a group called Megadeth, sporting a t-shirt that spelled the word Megadeth, M-E-G-A-D-E-A-T-H, incorrectly, M-E-G-A-D-E-T-H, guaranteed you a life sentence of Sausage Parties, Dungeons & Dragons, Star Trek, and chronic masturbation. 
Mind you, I was already on my way to being fully unlayable. When I was growing up, metal wasn't exactly the nectar that attracted the ladies. The big hand-drawn KISS logo on my school bag wasn't helping matters much either. The other hand-drawn logo of Slayer underneath the KISS one pretty much shouted from the rooftops that I wasn't getting any tail. So it wasn't like I was ashamed to be into metal. I was just ashamed to be into a band who had the boneheaded gall to call themselves Megadeth incorrectly and mean it. Basically, what's more square than something the squares themselves have turned against? In fact, I remember when I was in school, someone in my class went through my school bag and stole my cassette copy of Slayer's Rain and Blood. I only noticed when I was already on my way home, but the next morning the thief, deathly pale from fear, promptly returned the cassette with a full apology. When you steal, only to find out the thing you stole has necrophobic, altar of sacrifice, and piece by piece printed on it, images of some Columbine-style scenario will inevitably play in your head. I thanked him for returning the cassette, and that fucker never bothered me again. I also knew that if he had dug a little deeper into my school bag and stolen my Megadeth cassette, instead, it would have been nonstop kick-me signs and wedgies until I left high school for college. When it comes to bands like Megadeth, it's all about presentation. Doing away with their old, original, English-styled logo on Killing Is My Business may have, at the time, separated them from the pack, but the golden logo they opted for on Peace Cells didn't really scream improvement. What it did do was tell the world clearly and legibly that you were into a band that A, couldn't spell, and B, chose foolish-sounding words to try to spell. There is no need to tutor me when it comes to metal bands. I get it, okay? I get why bands like Borknagar and Ragnarok have band names and logos that are both unpronounceable and indecipherable. This practice is done to allow a certain amount of elitist exclusivity to their fans, simultaneously allowing them to conceal their bizarre musical fancies while in the company of those with more conventional tastes in, in, in order to avert plain old embarrassment and ridicule. Your more refined friends will usually think Borknagar is some trendy rap-friendly clothing company anyways, and not black metal from Norway, making you look hip and possibly sophisticated. See? I get it. In a bizarre twist that is only meant to confound and frustrate me, Megadeth, in recent years, have managed to gain not only a newfound audience with younger headbangers, but a whole new level of respect, and dare I say, reverence, Mustaine has risen to new heights of prestige and even been called metal's greatest guitarist. It's almost as if my years spent as a closeted Megadeth fan were for nothing. It's frustrating because all moments of self-consciousness, bashfulness, and what I thought to be humiliation were pointless. When I recently went to a Gigantour show in town, I was surprised at the amount of normal, well-adjusted people, and by people I mean guys and girls, wearing Megadeth shirts. It's almost as if the word Megadeth had been refashioned to mean hip, now, and with it. In an age where irritating internet shortcuts like LOL and LMAO are how people, i.e. adults, communicate, it's no wonder the word Megadeth has now managed to slip through the cracks of proper language and spell checks everywhere. I guess the joke has, and will always, be on me.